Focus. Well, last week, grain growers released their fertilisers of the future report. And a man who's done a lot of the heavy lifting behind this report is the Advocacy and Rural Affairs Manager at Grain Growers in Sean Cole. Sean, hello there to you. Morning, Troy. Great to be on the uh, program. So you've done, uh, they tell me, mate, most of the heavy lifting with this report? Oh, look, um, it, it is true, Troy. Like, uh, I, I probably have, but, uh, it, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. So, no, we're yep. very proud to um, have this report out now. Um, finally, it's been in the works for some time. Yep. And I guess um, in the eastern states, we've had some pretty chronic shortages of urea recently as well. Ooh, so that's helped ooh. kind of lift, lift the profile and people's attention around uh, farm inputs. So the domestic state of play, mate, where are we with this? Yeah, look, uh, the, as, as per the report, Troy, it's basically... Basically outlines that we're, we're very reliant, which is probably known um, already to, to your listeners there in um, Western Australia. You know, uh, CBH has done some great stuff with you know direct importation distribution of uh, fertilizer, particularly urea. But look, at the moment we don't produce any urea um, in Australia anymore. We had a, um, a plant closure that was in Queensland in, in Gibson Island, and uh, that supplied about 15% um, of our, our national urea demand. Now, mm. with that close, we now we're now fully reliant on um, overseas importation, and particularly from uh, countries that are oil-rich and gas-rich like Saudi Arabia and the Middle East. Um, so, yeah, it basically lays out how reliant we are. Phosphorus and potassium are also covered, so number two and threes on, on farm. And uh, we, we do actually make a little bit here in Australia, but the report actually um, outlines technologies that we could use in future and, and the cost of that technology um, per tonne for whatever input uh, we're talking about. And calls on potential funding from the, the government through the National Reconstruction um, Fund to try and try and shore up these supply chains and um, shorten uh, lead times as well to make sure it's uh, in the shed when we need it. Yeah, I was going to say, what role of the government will they play here, mate? I think uh, when you look at some some of the ventures there, you've actually got some in Western Australia um, making potassium-based products like a SOP. Um, you know, funding there, the National Reconstruction Fund has $500 million, uh, gazetted for ag, and that's to basically help um, manufacturing transition to a, you know, a cleaner greener kind of uh, way of doing things and I suppose some of those businesses there currently can produce SOP below overseas uh, costs um, uh, compared to the imports so I mean you know that funding there would probably um, be be really timely um, if the government you know wants to action that as, as per uh, the report I suppose. Uh, I know that the Perdiman project in our Pilbury comes into effect in well I think it's 2027 for memory. Correct. Or yep. Do we need something now mate? Um, Up and running? Yeah well look Basically, we, yeah, it's a long time between drinks, Troy, yeah, yeah, as you yeah. absolutely hit the nail on the head. So 2027 is a long way out. We've yeah. got South Australia. Uh, we've got a, a project there, New Riser Project, where they're looking to probably get online a little bit earlier than that. But yes, look, we, we're trying We're trying to say, look, we've got a fair gap here. Um, and, and the irony is, at the moment, if we fired up, uh, say, the Gibson Island plant that closed in Queensland now, we'd be, we'd be paying more for urea than what we are uh, importing it from overseas. So it's a fine balance between having the ultimate insurance package and, um, you know, never run out, but also making sure we're not paying, uh, you know, any more for urea from overseas. So it's a fine balancing act, and uh, the cost of gas here in Australia, as well as our main um, imperative, you know, uh, to making it here basically for urea. I know this only came out. I think it was Friday, mate. Uh, have you had any feedback from, from growers maybe here in WA or maybe from around Australia on your report? Uh, actually, yeah, we've had yep. a good reception, Troy, both from industry and growers, so it's been fantastic. I've had a, a few um, calls saying, look, thanks so much for putting this together and uh, <laughs> no one's really tried to connect the dots. So yeah. it's it's as important for growers as it is for government as well. It's you know really showing growers what they can expect in the next five to ten years in terms of what investments they might need to make on farm. And the report even covers off um, a really exciting technology, which is Jupiter Ionics, and that's 
that's potentially producing your own nitrogen-based fertiliser um, on-farm from, from sustainable sources. So you imagine that if you cut out uh, the middleman and just uh, go get it from a unit you've got on-farm. So I guess that that's really interesting and, and the report's got uh, the science of how all the inputs work as well um, for anyone that wants to brush up on that on-farm. Yeah, for sure. For those who don't know, Sean, uh, how is nitrogen-based fertiliser made? Uh, at the moment, uh, urea being the major one, it's, mm. made from, it's made from natural gas. So yeah. it's a very intensive energy, uh, intensive process and um, yeah, look, with the price of natural gas here in Australia um, being a lot higher than, you know, say other countries like in the US and the, and the Middle East, we, we really are up against it with the current uh, policy setting. So I guess that's why the report looks at other technology. And, yeah. you know, we're thinking not only about um, the cost of making it, but emissions, which will be you know, increasingly important in the future um, for, for inputs and on farm. I was going to say, because I think what they're going for net emissions by 2030 or something like that, mate. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're looking for, tougher? I think it's a 43, yeah, it does. Yeah, look, 43, yeah. I think the current government's 43 percent reduction by 2030 and net net zero by 2050 so obviously we've got some targets coming at us but also we're making sure the government's well informed as to you know the challenges that we've got ahead you know agriculture is a difficult difficult yeah. one to abate um, so you know we need all the technology in the toolkit that we can throw at it um, basically would it be also good for maybe local jobs i think forward? so yeah yeah yeah. yeah, look, obviously, uh, you know, current governments, uh, yeah. any government's yeah. very hot on, on jobs, but also mm. in addition to jobs, the, you know, current uh, manufacturing in Australia means that the Australian government can mm. have oversight and some, some more control over the, our emissions and standards, you know, employment standards here in, in Australia rather than, you know, potentially what happens overseas that we, you know, we don't always see behind the curtain. So, yeah, it's a, definitely a, a bonus there, any, any domestic manufacturing we get going here in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and I suppose at the moment, mate, the current issue around the urea supply is just highlighted that the report importance and uh, the need for yep. productive discussions. So, hopefully, more yep. productive discussions going forward. Refertilizer. Absolutely. Yeah, we're talking eight to ten week uh, lead week? times yeah, right. to get a yeah. boat out of uh, you know Saudi Arabia Ooh. or something like that. So yeah, long time between drinks. And I suppose if you're making domestically here, you might be be able to ramp, ramp up a plant or have stock in situ um, when when you need it ahead of the season. So that's yeah, that's it's been a bit of a perfect storm that way, Troy, as well with the with the rain in the east being a lot more than was expected. Um, so it's caught a lot of people off guard, including the importers. So what uh, what's next in the report, mate? Um, mate, we've got another one coming out. The next is on ag camp and then we do uh, fuel seed and, and uh, also workforce. So, yeah, we'll be having additions out throughout the year and um, look forward to um, you know, some good nighttime reading there for anyone willing to have a look at it. Hey, Sean, Sean Cole from uh, Grain Growers, mate. Thanks for that update. Uh, we'll keep a close eye on the reports and uh, hopefully we'll chat again soon, mate. No worries. Thanks a lot, Troy.